So hello, I am Dr. Raquel Daly, founder of Best Life Abroad, and thank you so much for joining us today on this podcast. So we are going to be speaking to Javanya, who relocated to uh, Playa del Carmen in Mexico. So she will share her insights, tell us about her journey, her process of getting abroad. So welcome to the Best Life Abroad podcast. So thank you for joining us today. Oh, I'm so excited to learn more. Yes. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about yourself, how you began even just toying with the idea of moving abroad? Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Raquel, for having me. Um, I am currently, as you mentioned, in Playa del Carmen. I was raised in Rhode Island, born in Philadelphia, but moved to North Carolina during the pandemic. Um, I've been playing with the idea of traveling abroad since I was a child, but I thought that it would actually happen. I ended up here because in November of 2020, I went to my travel agent and said, hey, I'd like to go on a trip somewhere abroad. What do you recommend? Mm -hmm. And so um, Hawaii was on my list. That's where I wanted to go. However, it didn't fit in my budget at that time. It was like three times more than I wanted to spend. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) And I thought, well, how about Jamaica? But I had already been to Jamaica twice. So I said, well, I want something different. And then someone in the office said, how about Mexico? And I'm like, how about Mexico? So let's see what Mexico has. So she pulled up this great deal here in Playa del Carmen. First of all, I had never heard of it and didn't even know where it was. So I had to go look. Um, But I said, okay, I'm going to take a one-week trip to Playa del Carmen. And I came in December of 2021 and absolutely loved it. Went home and changed my life around completely and moved here in April. Wow. I love these quick moves. I love that. Yes. (laughs) Let's decide and let's go. I love it. Um, Okay. So you made the decision. I'm moving abroad. Can you go ahead and tell us how you went about the process of your move from North Carolina to Mexico. Awesome. So my first thought was not, I'm going to completely move abroad. It was, I'm just going to go for three months to check it out, see what I think about it, and then come home. Um, And I was going to come by myself. However, I decided, let me take my 18-year-old son with me Mm-hmm. And we'll stay for five months <laughs> and then see what happens after that. And um, I had made some connections here. I'm really into networking. So I made some connections here. One of my friends introduced me to a realtor that was here. And realtors here are also like property managers. Okay. So I started conversing with a gentleman. I said, this is what I'm looking for from April to September. What do you have available? Um, he sent me some listings and I said, okay, I'll take this one and let's see what happens. I would like to see a contract. How much money does it cost? And, you know, all of those things. Um, since I was staying with my parents in North Carolina. So, um, yeah, so I just decided I was going to pack some luggage. My son and I were going to pack up a few things and we were just going to come here. And that's what we did. Um, so one of the most pressing questions that I usually get asked around moving abroad is how will I make money if I'm not in the U.S.? So can you tell us a little bit about how you navigated this? So before I came, I thought about um, the money that I had. So you know that you cannot work here in Mexico. Their minimum wage is like $8 a day. So you can't actually work here. So the best thing to do is to be a digital nomad, or have something online, work for a U.S.-based company, 
or wherever you're at, make sure that you can work online. So mm -hmm. for me, I actually decided that I was just going to take a sabbatical. Mm -hmm. Not going to actually worry about working. Whatever I had in my savings accounts, whatever I had in my checking account, whatever I had in my investment accounts, that was what was going to maintain me for this time that I was going to be here, which I planned out for one year of funds to take care of me. I do some coaching on the side. Mm -hmm. uh, I do some um, business consulting. I actually have a business and I have a network networking company, excuse me. So I do things online. However, right now I'm primarily living off of my little nest egg that I, <laughs> yes. which took planning, which uh -huh. it doesn't happen overnight. So this is like years of um, investing that I've been doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, so tell us, what has your transition to Mexican culture been like? Ooh, girl, it's been tough. <laughs> <laughs> so the language barrier, of course. Um, mm -hmm. I've studied Spanish for eight years. However, studying it and actually using it are two totally two different, different things. things. That is for sure. <laughs> different things. So being in a country where you don't speak the language is challenging. The money conversion is very, very hard for me too, because mm -hmm. it's like one peso to, uh, no, it's one US dollar to like 19 pesos some days, 20 pesos some days, 18 pesos. Mm -hmm. It's been challenging, but I have a great support system here too. So I've met some wonderful people that I've been able to you know, talk to and to rely on. Um, I'm in my second apartment. The apartments come furnished. You just have to decorate them yourself for the most part. So that's been pretty great. Um, and just, you know, the beach is seven minutes from where I live. The food is absolutely amazing. Oh, my gosh. Amazing. I am a vegetarian, so I've been able to find a lot of vegetarian and vegan options. Um, when I look outside, it's like palm trees and bananas growing from the tree. Oh right outside your window so it's been even though you know there's some challenges the the positives far outweigh the challenges I've experienced wow so talk to us about you mentioned your support system how did you go about finding and creating and developing we know you are the networking queen but <laughs> maybe for those who are not as well versed in networking even some tips of how to how to build that support system awesome well i am also one of jehovah's witnesses so i had a congregation already wow. here mm -hmm. and um there's an english congregation and i came to support okay. them as well and um i had attended meetings on zoom for four months. So I got to know people. Um, I got to talk to people. Um, there's a lot of expat groups. We use WhatsApp a lot. And so there's expat groups. There's groups for Black women in Playa. There's groups for Black women in um, Mexico, period. There's a lot of groups where you can go on, ask questions, connect with people, um, just chit-chat. If you want to know where's the best pizza place, um, <laughs> your housekeeper, if you need something, um, the WhatsApp groups have been so helpful. And even on like Facebook, there's always groups, Instagram, this place, but you have to put yourself out there too and talk. Yeah. Get your needs met or you're going to have a hard time. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Um, so how have you been received as a black woman in Playa del Carmen? I told someone recently that I don't think that they see me as a black woman, more so they see me as an American woman 
implied or common. And that's different from being in the States because in the States, you're always identified by your skin color first. Mm -hmm. And here it's more of she's American and she has U.S. dollars. That part. Um, I've been received very well. They love my hair. (laughs) (laughs) They stay in it. Can you touch it? I was in the store today. Can I touch it? How do you do it? Can I get it done? (laughs) (laughs) You know, um, for Black women, sometimes we don't want people touching our hair. But here it's like, you know, they they need to know. They want to know. So it's been very, very welcoming. I haven't had too many negative experiences. You have your occasional rude person. Um, I had someone say, well, you're in our country now. You should speak to us differently. But that's very, very rare that you you experience something like that. But I've had great experiences. That's really great. Yeah, I think that's one of my experiences too, that it's so hard sometimes to explain um, because I lived abroad for many years and um, I lived in Europe. And it was also very much like before I was black, I was American and even having to like mentally adjust to like, I'm black second. <laughs> like, yes. um, it, it does take an adjustment period and you can lean into that. I mean, I did, I was mm-hmm. like, okay, you think I have money? So you're going to treat me well, then treat me all the way well. Okay. I might have $0, but you don't think that. So therefore, um, but our $0 look better than, yeah, you know? yeah where a lot of them are coming from. So yeah, I I definitely lean into it as well. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned that you have taken Spanish, you studied Spanish, but it still has been a barrier. Can you talk a little bit about how language has impacted your, your time? Right. So um, everything is in Spanish. Obviously you go to the supermarket, all the signs are in Spanish, all the street names are in Spanish. Um, the Spanish that I was taught in school is different than the Spanish that is actually used yeah, here. That's true. Yep. Um, <laughs> one of the, the big differences that I noticed too is like the stop signs. Here they say alto. And for me, I thought alto was meant tall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they stop there. So it's kind of unlearning some of those things as well. Mm-hmm. But thank goodness for apps like um, this one called Say Hi that I like to use, that I just speak into it and it translates into Spanish or if someone's speaking into Spanish, they can translate it into English. Um, Google Translate has been very, very helpful. Mm -hmm. Um, But where I'm at, it's a tourist area. So a lot of people do speak English Mm -hmm. and they're also, if they don't, they're trying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you're able to have pretty good conversations, but um, it's not that I'm here to make them learn English. I'm actually here to learn Spanish. So mm-hmm. I take all the lessons I can get as well. Yeah. And are you planning on being there for a longer period of time? Are you just seeing what happens? Well, my apartment here, I have a one year lease. Um, I signed it in July. So till July of 2023, I have this apartment. Um, my intentions are to stay abroad forever. I really <laughs> ah, love it. Yes, yes, yes. I don't want to go back. Um, however, I am here on what's called, uh, they call it a vacation visa, where you get to stay up to 180 days or six months without leaving the country. So um, in February, because I just came back from the States, in February, I will have to leave Mexico and go somewhere. I could go to Belize, which is just eight hours away. Um, or I have plans on meeting up with a friend in Puerto Rico, but I will have to leave the country and then come back. So as long as I can do that before I do any residency paperwork, um, I'm here. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to go. <laughs> so do you know, it's like, if you leave, you said 190 days or 180 days? 
You get 180 days at a time here. Okay. So is it like even you can come back? And you're and you get another 180 days. Okay. Okay. Only unless you do the residency paperwork. Mm -hmm. Um, I tried to do the residency paperwork when I was in North Carolina and it was like an utter nightmare. I bet. Mm-hmm. Um, so I said, let me just come on, you know, the vacation visa for the six months and then I will leave for, you know, a little while and then come back. Yeah. So when you were pr- going through like the process of paperwork and visas and all the things, um, was that something that you tried to navigate yourself or did you get help with that? How did that work? When I tried to do the temporary residency, I navigated it myself, but I did ask a lot of questions to people in my support system and my network. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of information online, YouTube videos, things like that. So when I went to the consulate, I was prepared mm-hmm. um, and they actually approved it and then they took it back. <laughs> so I'm like, forget um, <laughs> Exactly. It was it was really, really odd. Um, but when it comes to the, the vacation visa, it's not really a visa. Anybody can come here. If you come through customs um, in Cancun and they'll ask you how long you're going to be in Mexico, you can tell them up to 180 days. Oh, wow. And then you'll get 180 days stamp. So right now they're doing a test run in our airport where everybody's just getting 180 days automatic. Wow. Um, so it's not actual like legal paperwork that you have to do. They just want you to leave the country and um, not overstay your vacation visa. Yeah. So what you're telling me is now's the time to go to Playa del Carmen. That's what I'm hearing. That's the time. Come <laughs> on. Just get a stamp and you can stay up to six what? months. check it out mercy um so do you have any regrets or are there any things that you wish man i wish i would have done this differently absolutely none no i have zero regrets um i guess i I probably wish i had done it sooner (laughs) that's like the common thread of that question i wish i would have done this sooner But I think, you know, timing is everything. Like I mentioned, I came here with my son. I took my son back two weeks ago. So now I am officially here alone. Um, But this is the perfect time for me. All my children are grown. Um, You know, I have an online business. I have a community here. So I can really explore and get to know this country and get to know myself. I, I just love it. I love it here. Wow. And so how did your son, How did what did your son think about living in Mexico? He, oh man, he loved it. He adored Mexico. However, there aren't any resources here, um, especially for children with special needs. And he has some challenges. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so there's, there's nothing here for them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm out bopping around and he doesn't really want to go out and do too much. He mm-hmm. likes to eat the whole body. So I'm like, mm-hmm. this isn't the ideal situation for you right now at this place and like you can come back you can come and visit but um this isn't the the place so every day yeah. i talk to him he's like i'm coming back to mexico <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like yes december you can come back on vacation mm-hmm. but um ideally he needs to be in the states because there's more resources um there for children and people with special challenges like he has yeah that's a great thing that you mentioned because it's important to to also assess how it fits your specific situation and scenario um i think sometimes we're like oh you know go to mexico it's great for black women or go here it's great for that but you really have to be intentional and think about what your specific needs are do and another one of the things i wanted to mention was um when it comes to transportation here Mm -hmm. um it's not like you just bring your car to Mexico. 
Mm -hmm. So when you get to Mexico, you have to be prepared to either walk, ride a bike, take taxis, or get in um, what they call colectivos, which is like just a common bus that people just get in. Mm -hmm. Um, So for me, like three months of walking, like if you're not prepared to walk for three months, then this might not be for you. Yeah. Yeah, that's very real. (laughs) It it might not be. It's hot here. If you're not into the Caribbean tropical heat, then this might not be for you either. Because you're going to sweat. Yeah. (laughs) You're going to sweat. So those are some things to consider before deciding where you're going to go abroad. Right. Are you, are you, is there anything you would change about the fact that you like tried, was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to try this out first for this period as opposed to committing for a year initially? Um, I think had I committed for a year, that would have just been too much. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, once you leave the States and you come to another country, it's a huge culture shock. Mm -hmm. And I have some days where I'm like, what are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) What did you do? (laughs) You are in Mexico. Like, Um, so I think the increments, you're a bit better able to handle it mentally and emotionally for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and even for my family, if I would have said, yeah, I'm leaving for a year, they'd been like, you're doing what? <laughs> yeah. So we had to ease into it. And so, you know, I, I think the three months turning into five months mm-hmm. turning into a year was best for, for Giovanna and my my mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, so what is it that you enjoy most about living abroad? I just love the scenery. Mm-hmm. I love to see the palm trees. I love the nature. I love to see the ocean. Um, the, well, actually the Caribbean Sea. I love to see mm-hmm. that. Um, I love the food here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also love the challenge that it has given me because I felt like I was becoming stagnant and there was no growth where I was at. Mm -hmm. So to be here and to be able to see myself in a different light and Mm -hmm. to learn new things and to grow, I just absolutely love the fact that I've stepped outside of my comfort zone. Um, Because there's there's no success (laughs) if you just stay. And so to be able to expand my horizons and, you know, to teach other people because people here want to learn from you, it's Mm -hmm. just been a wonderful, wonderful experience. That is amazing. I love everything about all of that. (laughs) And so for everyone who's listening, who's trying to figure out, okay, how do I get started? I have this idea and I'm just trying to figure out, okay, where do I live? Um, what, What do I do for money? How do I figure this out? What advice would you give to those people? Definitely. If you have some places that you've been looking forward to visiting, I would recommend go visit. Um, I remember when I went to other places like Dominican Republic, when I went to Jamaica, I always had in the back of my head, could I live here? Mm -hmm. And so go on vacation. If you have some locations that you're like, yeah, I'd like to go check out England or I'd like to go check out Argentina, go check it out for a week or two and see what you think. Um, See if you can actually deal with the culture or the, the the weather. And if you can, go online and Google, research what it's like to move to these places. Um, YouTube was such a huge help for me. I watched a lot of videos that showed me different areas and what um, Quinta Avenida was like. That's like our Fifth Avenue. It's really like touristy. Um, I was able to learn 
what the supermarkets are and how to actually grocery shop ahead of time, how to take taxis. So do your research, um, Go join some groups to learn about the community, the area. I'm sure that you'll find someone that you connect with that will be able to help you on your journey. Mm -hmm. That is great. Um, and the last little nugget that I'd like to get from you is about funding a move abroad. So if you look online, there is um, a varying advice about how much you should have saved, how much it will cost for you to move. Um, do you have any insights that you can share about just paying for the actual move abroad? So I didn't actually move anything with me. I just packed suitcases. So my actual move abroad literally was like $70. Wow. <laughs> I had, you know, pay for the luggage on the airline. That was about it. So I packed everything that I could, everything I needed, needed. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't come with, you know, everything from the kitchen sink. Mm -hmm. I just brought like my clothes, my basic necessities. I got a furnished apartment. So think about the cost of the place where you're going to live. Um, when it comes to how much you need, say it depends on you. Right. There are apartments here for $250 a month. If you don't mind your electricity going out, if you don't <laughs> mind, I mean, some people don't mind not having air conditioner. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but then there are apartments here, you know, $2,000 a month. It depends on how you are looking to live. Mm -hmm. um, for me, I have my water delivered to the door. Some people carry their bucket to go get their water. It depends on you. Um, as far as having a savings, do you necessarily need a savings? Not really if you have a source of income. Mm -hmm. You're just going from one house to another. Mm -hmm. um, I did go back to the States, so I was able to bring some more luggage back this mm -hmm. second trip, and I brought some more things back with me. So if you're able to visit... Then you just bring more stuff in your luggage. Some mm -hmm. people ship containers. It really depends on what you're looking to do. And so there are people who consult and help people make these moves. I would recommend looking for somebody to consult with you if you need help. However, it does not have to be a big, I have to move couches. I They don't even recommend that. Mm -hmm. Get it's already furnished. Mm -hmm. and and try to save as much money as possible. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So much good information. Ah, it was so nice talking to you. Too. Um, thank you so much for your time today. It was great to hear about your journey getting to Mexico. Um, so if any of you are interested in moving abroad or need some help taking the leap, I am here to support you on your personal journey. You can head over to my website, www.yourbestlifeabroad.com for information on how to get started. So thanks again for joining us today. And there is no time like the present to live your best life abroad. Mm -hmm.